0: I am somewhat pleased, somewhat terrified, a little bit embarrassed, but actually pretty proud to say that, at the time of recording, I have published over 200,000 words of fanfiction. I'm not going to say what for or any identifying details about the fic itself. Not because it's freaky. I write the most PG fic you can imagine, and I honestly sort of feel like a dweeb for that sometimes. I just don't want to identify the fic or the source material attached to my real human name, even though I've been pretty loosey-goosey about my separation of fic and state principle already. But if you know, you know, and that's fine with me. The actual number is 213,755. And that's just the words that I've published. I have plenty of unfinished chapters hanging around, so who knows what the actual word count is. And I did all of this in the last year and a half. Before that, I probably hadn't written more than 10,000 words in any given year. Just for clarity though, I'll explain the essence of my fic in brief. It started out as what I thought might be a one-shot thing that takes place within the canon timeline of the story. The final season was about to begin in a matter of weeks, and the fandom was absolutely on fire. It was something that I hadn't been into for long, but through some confluence of the characters, the new canonical queer romantic relationship between the two main characters, and the beautiful, masterful fan works people were churning out, I got swept up in it extremely quickly. We all knew the end was going to bring tragedy. There was no chance of a happy ending for them at all, and it's the beginning of the crept closer, I started to run away with fantasies of the two characters having an idyllic future where all of the catastrophic conflict was over, and they just lived in a cute little house and grew into ridiculous middle-aged men. The second fic I wrote took place 20-some years down the line, and showed them sharing this imagined domestic bliss with a teenage daughter I'd created for them. After that, I couldn't stop thinking about a wealth of moments that could have happened in the span of those years, so I started an episodic multi-chapter fic where I could throw those moments whenever I thought of them. each chapter jumping all over the years around different stages in their long lives together. It was a domestic fantasy that acted as a salve for the pain I knew was going to befall them in the reality of their story. It could never be this, but it felt so nice to imagine it could have been. Before this, I'd only ever published a couple of short Les Mis fics in its heyday in 2013. It just wasn't something I did. Don't get me wrong, I've read an absolute metric fuckton of fanfic in my life. I practically never stop. I can't read a book, but I can read tens of thousands of words of fanfic every week, sometimes about the exact same moments or concepts, sometimes the exact same fics over and over again. But still, I never actually wrote fanfic. I had a hugely internalized shame about it being a waste of time when I could or should be working on original projects, even though I'd never in a million years think that of someone else's work. Some of the most truly amazing writing I've ever read has been fanfic. I've read fics that change the course of my day, that bring me joy, that saves me from a depressive rut. I've read fics that make me burst into full real tears and fics that have changed the way I think about characters or their world or our world or the nature of love. And that's absolutely what kept me writing. I was doing for my readers what other fanfic authors had done for me. At least, if the comments were to be believed, I made dozens of people's days by updating and sharing my writing in the first place. The feeling that I was possibly having that same effect on strangers that so many strangers had had on me, it was invigorating. But that's the side of it that starts to make me bristle. That feeling I loved so much. Was it actually that I was happy to be making people happy? Sure, somewhat, but it's not like it was altruistic. I was getting quantifiable attention every time I posted, and really positive attention at that. I knew whenever I posted a chapter I could go to bed and wake up to 5 or 6 email notifications of comments people had left, which ranged from heart emojis to paragraphs expounding on particular details they liked. And those comments would keep rolling in throughout the day. It actually got sort of popular on a small scale, and sometimes people's outpouring of love for it really blew me away. It felt so absolutely unbelievably good. Just like a hit of instant serotonin every single time. The kind of euphoria I've always wanted from creating content. And it does lie somewhere between this complex knowledge that my words are reaching some stranger out there and making an impact, and the very simplistic good feeling of getting the attention that I crave. I don't know where I acquired this shame for wanting attention, but it's pretty deep-seated in me. It's not that I prevent myself from seeking it, but every time I post something online, be it a chapter of my fic or a TikTok or a photo of myself, there's a voice in the back of my head that berates me for being such an irritating, disingenuous attention whore. With this, though, it's gotten pretty easy to take the good feelings it brings in stride. Writing this fanfic is by far the thing that's made me happiest since I started it. For one, it offered a lifeboat for me as I prepared to find out how these characters' stories would end in the real canon. The source material was not a happy show. The ending was certain to be dismal and tragic, and we were just waiting for the final blow. The beautiful thing about it, though, was that the main characters were actually in a romantic relationship throughout the entire final season. So it's not even like fans had to grasp at straws to believe they were queer. A lot of fanfic centers around the getting together part of a relationship, but with them that had already been taken care of. All I could think about was a fantasy world where everything was fine. I could give them the life I wanted for them, a mythical quiet future where all they have to do is learn how to love each other, work through the shit, and settle into blissful domesticity. In that process, I got indelibly attached to them, far more than any characters I've ever cared about before, because I spent so much time digging in their psyches and in their relationship with each other and their friends. They've reached a status in my mind that is so tangible and lifelike that I often find myself sincerely wishing that they never even entered the situation that precipitated the events of the show, even though that would mean there would have never been a story in the first place. They're so real to me. I would do anything to see them happy, so I did. 200,000 words of it. For that reason, writing their happiness would have made me happy even if no one ever read it. I started seeing comments occasionally where people said things like, my fic had convinced them that maybe marriage can be good, actually. This really surprised me because I haven't been in a serious relationship in years. I don't feel like I have any actual perspective on what a good, healthy marriage is, which makes me feel like what I wrote is a fantasy version of marriage in general, where everything is perfect. But that's also not true, there are two deeply flawed people coming at this relationship with a lifetime of both regular and unearthly trauma. I often hawk my fic as a pile of saccharine fluff with no substance, but I have often made an effort to make sure that it's not like that all the time. I've written fights, and bad mental health days, and fear for the passage of time. And you know, my parents will never know this, but I've actually done quite a bit of redemptive work on the behalf of aging parents who are struggling to learn how to let go as their child grows up which is something I give my own parents a lot of shit and no mercy for in real life. I've often felt like a poser writing this relationship since I don't actually have any first-hand experience. I've been sort of quietly desperate for that kind of deep, important love for years, but haven't put a lot of effort into trying to find it. Even before the pandemic, I'd rarely date, and the idea of finding someone who I felt so deeply connected to and at home with sounded like a whole lot of effort. Like, I'd surely have to compromise some part of that dream romance eventually in order to just have someone at all. But in a way, I think through this writing, I sort of taught myself what I think love is, or more so what I want it to look like for me. For them, I wrote a love that's comfortable and familiar, like a well-worn blanket that's always there when you need it. Maybe their lives aren't always easy, but their love for each other is, a thing they know they can always return to, that they never truly doubt no matter how loud the voices in their heads scream that they can't possibly be deserving of it. It was pointed out to me that I wrote the story of two people who just really like each other a lot. There's a deep friendship as the foundation of their relationship, and I think, to me, That's the dream. I wrote for them my ideal love, and I didn't really notice until I recently had a reason to believe a similar future wasn't so far out of my grasp. Maybe one might argue that I could have done all this through an original project, if one was really so adamant to tear down the validity of writing fanfiction. Sure, I could have, but writing fanfiction of characters where the groundwork of who they are and what they mean to each other was already laid, meant I could come in and steal them away and work from what was already there. If I had to put it in terms of quantifying and qualifying its space in my life and the time and energy I spent on it, which I don't have to do, but is something we're all deeply conditioned to do, I'd say that it was the most phenomenal exercise in characterization. I now understand these characters, or at least my versions of them, better than anything else I've ever written. And it has absolutely transformed my approach to the characters in my original project. Not to mention the sheer exponential increase in the volume I produced. I have a Google Doc that is 330 pages long. I was not writing like that before, that's just a fact. And now, as the source material itself has ended, I'm feeling my obsession enter that stage of quiet remission. It's definitely still lingering, and I think it will for a long while, but it does make me sad. This always happens when a buzzing fandom slowly, collectively enters a denouement after the finale is released. Not to say it's gone, and not to say I'm done writing. I'm not. I'm still working on bits every day, but since I moved, I haven't been as prolific as I was in the peak of its popularity. One interesting result is that I'm feeling some of that passion I held for so long slink over to my original project as it looks for a place to go. I've recently gotten so much farther than I have in the last three years with it. I really think writing so much fanfic broke a dam in me that has been holding me back from just doing the writing, just getting words down even if they weren't perfect. With my fanfic, I never even had anyone read it over before I published it. When I finished a chapter, I'd read through it once for any glaring errors and then I'd just blast it off into the internet without a second glance. I think the catharsis of that loosened up my writing bone for the future. I still laugh at myself for it when I tell people I write fanfic, but deep down, I do harbor a great deal of pride for what I've created. It is a bit silly, and it's not as if I wrote an epic of our time, but I can't deny how it carried me through the pandemic, and the end of this show that I'd come to hold so dear. And no matter what, I'll always be able to imagine those two men sitting in their little house, growing old and raising their daughter, safe and happy and deeply in love for the rest of their mythically placid lives. This has been day four of the February Project, September edition, a mini podcast where I make an audio piece of 10 minutes or less every day in the month of September 2021.